We've all heard that familiar buzz phrase, self-care. But have you thought about self-care in connection with your chakras? How to take care of our energy system and energy body? Today, we're going to talk about how to support your third eye and self-care for your third eye chakra. Welcome to the Modern Life and Spirit Podcast, where we explore spiritual topics relevant to today's world. Your hosts, certified psychic medium, Christina Wooten, and Reiki master teacher, Robert Wooten, break down how to work with spirit to create more positive growth in your life. Consider this podcast your go-to spiritual resource for navigating the modern world. Hello, kindred spirits. Welcome. We are so grateful that you're joining us today. And wherever you are, whatever it is that you're doing right now, just stop, pause, take a minute and just take a deep breath. Make sure you're centered in your body. Make sure you're here for whatever's happening today. If you are a first-time listener, welcome. Welcome to our podcast, Modern Life and Spirit, where we talk about integrating spiritual practices into the modern world. My name is Christina Wooten with SedonaMedium.com, and Robert Wooten is not going to be with us today, so I am holding down the fort for us, and thanks for being here and just sending me a little bit of extra energy (laughs) for today. So... On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the third eye chakra, how to tell if this chakra is blocked, if it has too much energy, if it's out of balance, and what you can do to just right that ship again and bring more balance to your third eye. I honestly think that a lot of people walk around with blockages in their third eye and think that it's completely normal to have the symptoms that they're experiencing. And when that energy is aligned, when it shifts, when it's in balance, they're like, oh my gosh, I have been living this way (laughs) without realizing that the things that they were experiencing were these flashing red lights and indicators of like, hey, something is not right in the third eye chakra. So we're going to dive into that today. We are going to talk about what chakras are. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about, just stick with me. You're going to understand as we go along. Let's start by just diving in to what are chakras. In Sanskrit, the term chakra means wheel of light. It refers to these central points within our energy system, within our energy body, that form the basis of how our life force energy is generated and distributed. So there's seven main chakra points that most people are familiar with that are positioned along your spine. They're going from the tailbone all the way up to the top of your head. In yogic understanding, They are intersection points where the left and the right, so the feminine and the masculine energy channels or nadis, meet along the central energy channel called the Shishumna channel. We talked about that before. There are actually 72,000 nadis in total for your physical body. So think of a nadi like a highway or a channel for energy within your body. So if we're thinking about the masculine and feminine nadis, they're like super highways. They have a lot of energy flowing through them. And where they connect together, where they intersect, it's a lot like the caduceus, where that intersection is, is a chakra point. So we're narrowing our focus today into what is happening with the third eye chakra, what it means, how do we take care of it. But it's helpful to understand that of these seven major chakra points, 
that they're distributed in different points throughout the body. So the root chakra is based at the base of the tailbone. The sacral chakra is in the abdominal area. The solar plexus chakra is just um, above the navel. The heart chakra is probably where you think it would be in the center of the chest near the heart. The throat chakra is, you guessed it, in the center of the throat. The third eye chakra is in the location of the forehead, just above the eyes uh, and eyebrows, just about a finger width above that. You'll find the third eye chakra. And the crown chakra is at the highest point of the head. So every chakra rotates and vibrates at a certain frequency. And this manifests for those that are clairvoyant, it just manifests in color. So from red all the way up to violet in the same order that you have uh, Roy G. Biv, the rainbow colors. And each chakra influences different aspects of your physical, your mental, your emotional bodies. All of that's connected. So each chakra is helping to fuel these organs in that area helping to energize and charge the nadis that are in that area as well. And also it helps to bring energy in for these subtle spiritual, emotional, and mental components that are also associated uh, metaphysically with that chakra. When your chakras are considered open and flowing, your, your body is in harmony, your chi is high, energy is flowing beautifully, the, the birds are singing outside <laughs> for you. But when a chakra is closed, when it's clogged, when that energy is heavy, it's not doing what it's supposed to be doing, we fall out of balance and symptoms of imbalance, symptoms of you know, showing that there's a clog begins to develop. And that can be in the subtle energy layers, such as spiritual symptoms, which are the most subtle. Then we have you know, emotional, mental and lastly, coming into our physical body. So if something has been a very long-standing imbalance, then ultimately it can you know, affect the functioning of our physical body in a long-term way. It's really important that we listen, that we pay attention to how our energy flow is, how we're interacting with the world, and just look for those indications of Am I healthy? Not just, you know, am I having symptoms that I need to go to the doctor for? I need to go to my Reiki uh, healer for. What's happening? Am I experiencing wellness? And in order to do that, it's so important to be able to identify and understand some of the fundamental processes about our chakras. So we did an episode back in the beginning, episode five, where we talked about the root chakra, how to tell if it was blocked, which is really significant to bringing in the most fuel for your body. So if you're tired, if you're anxious a lot, that episode may be able to help clarify if you have an energy blockage there. So just so you know, that resource is here for you too. Today, talking about the third eye chakra, since it really heavily influences things like our intuition and opening to higher energies, this energy center fuels the pineal gland. It also gives us energy for the eyes, the face, the brain. So it's pretty critical. That higher consciousness energy in the third eye manifests itself through the presence of intuition and psychic pathways things like clairvoyance and mental clarity. 
And when it's in balance, it allows you to feel so much more connected to things and your environment, to be in harmony, to feel like you're flowing in the world. Uh, Some people call it the flow state, being able to be in that space. And your meditation is easier and deeper. Universal knowledge is available and it's easier to connect to. Your spiritual awareness and presence is really heightened. It's also the chakra that has a major role in our dream state. And it's where we visualize and perceive differently than what exists. So it's the chakra that allows us to create and to imagine. And some of our fundamental gifts as human beings are connected with that ability, the ability to pick up a stick for the first time and see it as a tool in a different way than any other species had, and our capacity to experience problem solving, to create, to imagine, to invent, to continuously evolve and bring things into form, to manifest, is very fueled by our ability to visualize, to understand, to comprehend, to connect on deeper levels with our third eye chakra. So it's a critical component of that higher, deeper work. Okay, so let's talk about some symptoms when your third eye chakra is blocked, if it's out of balance, if it's out of harmony. These are some of the things that you may be seeing. And I want you to pay attention to this because so many people, like I said, are walking around with this experience as their baseline. If that's the case, if that's happening to you, I hope that you will practice some of the things we're going to be talking about so you can just realign that energy and get so much more peace and connection with these higher energy forces. So when the chakra is blocked, when it's out of balance, some of the symptoms you can see or experience are fuzzy thinking, so not thinking very clearly, difficulty letting go of thoughts. So like that record player just keeps going round and round and round. You keep trying and no matter what you do, that thought just keeps coming back around over and over again. Or feeling overwhelmed where you have way too many thoughts, you're unable to clear your mind effectively. I think of this in browser screens. How many browsers do you have up mentally? How many open windows are there in your mental computer today? If you have a lot of open windows all the time, then you can definitely get very easily overwhelmed and just have a lot of difficulty clearing your mind. If you are not thinking clearly or having recurrent limited beliefs or negative thought patterns, or if you're having obsessive thoughts, that can be a big one. Overthinking things, if you are a chronic overthinker, this is for you. Uh, Judging others and yourself, headaches, especially if it's right between the eyes, just above in the center of the forehead, that area gets some serious energy headaches. A low energy difficulties with your vision or with eyes, issues with the central nervous system, mood shifts. So if you're feeling really easily overwhelmed or easily stressed, You can also have more subtle things like a lack of direction or difficulty seeing possibilities or visualizing things being different. So you can feel frustrated or hopeless or just trapped in a certain type of thinking or circumstances, difficult to visualize or think of things in a different way. Not getting intuitive information clearly or feeling like things are staticky or a little bit fuzzy trouble focusing and getting easily distracted, 
feeling bored or understimulated. And our last one, poor memory. And this is just like a little cross section. These are some really common ones. There are other symptoms as well of the third eye being blocked. But it's not just a lack of energy that really creates this imbalance in the chakras, because having too much energy can also be just as negative or have a negative impact on the chakra as well as having too little energy. So it's important that balance, you don't want to be too much going through, um, and you don't want to be too little. When you have too much energy in the sixth chakra, a person can typically have a heightened sense of ego or they're very risk-taking and personally identifying a whole lot with the self and can really get out of touch a bit with reality from just daydreaming all the time or maybe not balancing ideas with a healthy way of doing things. So usually it's grandiose, not having um, a real grounded sense when it comes to thought. So that can be too much energy happening around your third eye. But either one is going to cause challenges. So we want to just pay attention to that feedback that you're getting. Your third eye chakra thrives on balance and a balance between being stimulated and being able to relax and wander and not being taxed. One thing that happens that you can just stop doing right now, just right now, we're just going to stop it. (laughs) We're going to make a commitment right now together to not do this because one of the most common things that happens that stresses out your third eye is not allowing your mind to rest. When you're pushing too hard, you're trying to solve a problem, you're thinking, 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 you're sending that energy out. What is the solution? You're reaching, you're grabbing for long periods of time and your mind just can't quite come up with the solution. So instead of letting go, instead of relaxing and allowing new information to come to you, it's I'm still pushing, 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 pushing. And that can over time just tax the third eye chakra. So it's so important when you're having trouble with that problem solving, when that information just isn't clear for you, you're not sure what the next right step is, you're having a little bit of challenge there, then just stop. Allow new information to come in, give yourself a little bit of a brain break so that that way all those gears can work like they need to and you're able to go back into problem solving mode and see what's there. But it's important to surrender just like with our breath, our breath has an inflow and it has an outflow and we have to have that balance between activity and rest. So if you are really mentally using a lot of mental energy all the time, then you need to balance that with a lot of rest so that your mind creatively and intuitively can do what it needs to do. Otherwise, you're going to burn out. I can guarantee it. I have done it. I know lots of people that have done it. That one thing will help to shift quite a bit is knowing what you're sending out you also need to give back to yourself that time too so let's talk about the first one love aromatherapy because aromatherapy is such an easy and passive way to create balance in your third eye and all it requires essentially is just press that button on the diffuser pretty simple i can handle that even if i'm stressed even if I'm overloaded. I love lavender and also basil can be really helpful for helping to balance the third eye. A lot of it depends on what you need. You can create a blend or you can just use them individually. It's really up to you and what you feel drawn to and also what's available to you. 
I do want to say that it's so important that if you have pets in the house and if you have children, that if you're using aromatherapy in a diffusing way, it's really important that you do your research because there are a lot of oils that can be toxins to animals and really cause problems in their nervous system. So please do your research. Also, if you have children, don't use anything in the mint family while they're young. And it's important, again, for you to do your research also in that area. And I'm just going to give a personal disclaimer. I love aromatherapy, but I also respect aromatherapy. It is a natural healing tool that we have, but just because it's natural doesn't mean that we can just put it directly on our body because it's so incredibly concentrated. So please make sure, again, that you're doing your research, that you're being responsible even with our natural products, okay? But I love basil and I love lavender. And it's something, again, that you can just have near you. Um, I've done things where even if I didn't want to diffuse it, just put a little drop of lavender on a cotton ball and take a few breaths. And even that act of just breathing, it helps us to recenter, helps us to rebalance the mind, helps us to come into peace, come into relaxation. It just gets us present with what's happening in our body. And that's always going to help to balance the third eye. Anytime you're grounding, you're helping to balance that energy. I'll tell you that when we first came to Sedona, one of the things I kept hearing all the time was, oh my gosh, you're such a grounded medium. And it's because it's so important to be grounded so that you can have balance within your energy field and so that you can be charged up so that all that energy moving up through your body you're able to be amplified but a lot of people extend so much in the third eye chakra and intuitive people in that way extend so much in the third eye chakra that they become really ungrounded and then you become the stereotype of being the airy fairy psychic or psychic medium okay we see that all the time or maybe healer So grounding is really important because it does create that balance. And of course, essential oils is one nice way to do it. Another is you can use the color indigo because the third eye vibrates to the color indigo. So you can use that specific color. You can also use crystals that help to balance that area by just placing it gently onto the third eye if you're laying down. And just with the intention of allowing that to help rebalance that area. One of my personal favorites, especially if I'm stressed, if I'm overloaded, is lavender fluorite, or you can use purple fluorite because fluorite is great for taking chaos and organizing it. So if you are really overloaded, if you are... (laughs) somebody who has all the mental browsers open right now, then fluoride is a really good friend. And sometimes you can actually feel that energy just locking into place. It's it's really interesting. You can also use uh, lapis. So lapis lazuli is a great one for the third eye or clear quartz. Clear quartz is sort of a do-all. You can use that for <laughs> for any of the chakras. But creating that intention specifically, I want to help balance the third eye and then placing that clear quartz directly on that area is helpful. Sodalite can be good there. Sodalite is also really good for the throat chakra. And selenite. Selenite is another similar to our clear quartz that you can utilize in multiple different avenues. And finally, amethyst. I generally think of amethyst as being a crown chakra, 
crystal. When I'm working with the third eye chakra, occasionally I might bring an amethyst down there or an ametrine, which is a combination between amethyst and citrine. That can be really helpful. If you have a ton of stress on your third eye, if you are overloaded, if you're overwhelmed, if you have a lot of negative thinking that's happening, use a little bit of smoky quartz and place that on the third eye. That can be really beneficial in just helping to absorb some of that really intense energy that's happening in the third eye and also help to restore more of that positive thinking. So those are some options. I'd be definitely remiss if I did not mention Reiki treatment because anytime you're doing energetic healing or balancing for the third eye, what I love about that is you can go deeper because you're really getting into charging, you're releasing blockages, you're charging the chakra itself to its highest capacity until it no longer even needs any extra energy. And you're helping it to go backwards, to heal, to get into root causes of what even started this imbalance to begin with. And that's the beauty of energy work. So Reiki is so accessible for that, whether you are a Reiki practitioner yourself or whether you're working with someone from a distance or in person, either way works beautifully. One thing you can also do is just chanting Bija Mantra. So chanting Om. And most people, when you're doing mantra work, like to go a full cycle of 108 times. So you can use a mala bead to just help you to count so that you're going 108 times. So chanting OM, just doing a quick little chant like that, and then going on to the next one. So chanting OM, OM. Give it a second for stillness and go on to the next one. Of course, meditation and any kind of visualization work is awesome for the third eye. Very empowering. It can be balancing depending on what kind of thing that you're doing. So that's always one where you you get overloaded. Meditation can be a place or a way that you can actually allow your mind to rest your brain to rest, and just allowing your third eye chakra to rest just a bit. Okay, so this is my favorite. I have been excited till we get to this one. So a little bit of a happy dance here. We're going to talk about Trotica yoga practice, which is from Hatha Yoga, I believe. I love this one because self-care is not just about stopping the bleeding and getting a band-aid going it's also about recharging restoring healing and completely supporting that area that aspect of the body and energy and tradika yoga practice i really believe does that with a lot of ease and it's super accessible so anybody can do it the practice focuses on the act of gazing so technically you can gaze at anything and be able to do this Tradika Yoga practice. However, you'll probably encounter it with people who are using it most commonly with a candle and a candle flame. If you are doing it with a candle, you want to get a pillar candle instead of something that's in a votive or in a jar where you're not able to see the flame very clearly because the ability to see the flame is really important. So you don't want any obstruction to that. So a pillar candle does that really well. And I would suggest white if you have the option to choose a color because white is the energy and color of purity and of elevating. So 
I usually prefer that particular one. And of course, it represents clarity and blankness, which we really need a little bit more of in the third eye. So I'm going to describe a bit how to do it just so you'll understand what it looks like because it's a really simple practice, but it's effective. So you start just in a seated posture where you're in a meditative pose, your spine is straight, it's comfortable, you're allowing yourself to have your eyes closed just a bit, and taking some deep breaths, calming breaths, really relaxing, getting into the space, that's important. And once you feel that state of relaxation, of centering kick in, then you're going to gradually open your eyes to where you're staring in front of you at the candle flame. And where you're going to be looking is just in the center of the flame, just above the wick. So that's where you want to stare. And when you're doing so with this calm body, calm mind, just when thoughts come in, you refocus continue your gaze, you're going to allow your eyes to stay open for as long as you can, really elongating the period of time between blinks. And this is important because in this process, as the eyes water, it's helping to cleanse, it's helping to release impurities within your energetic field. When you do do this, you'll find that your eyes water. If it waters enough that a little bit drips down, don't rub your eyes because you don't want to bring any of that energy back into the eye. So just you can pat it away gently if you have a tissue around. But through the whole practice, it's best to just allow what's happening to happen, to occur. You're just in the focus of gazing, gazing in this one area, allowing whatever needs to move through your body to move through. And here's the key. You don't have to create balance. You have to just create the space for that to happen. And when you do, this practice will kick in and do what it needs to do within you without you having to make that happen. You're just creating the space for it to occur. Whenever you feel like your eyes are stressed or strained or they start to wander, then close your eyes. Let your eyes fully relax, and you're going to find that afterprint of the candle flame. So after you're seeing that light for longer periods of time, when you close your eyes, you should be able to see that as well. So then you're going to see that in the center and begin your focus with the flame in your mind's eye allowing it to stay steady and you're just going to again use your intention use your breath and use your focus and the key with this of course is don't get frustrated (laughs) really allow your body your energy to strengthen as you're growing this channel as you're developing as you're bringing new focus and you're exercising whole different parts of yourself than you've done before so give yourself a little bit of a break Know that it takes a little bit as you're strengthening those extra muscles and allowing the practice to do exactly what it does. So I wanted to share that one with you because that's my A number one self-care tip for the third eye chakra. And another thing that you can do is what I call brain dumping or thought dumping. So journaling, making lists when you have a big cloud almost like the the thing that comes to mind is 
Pigpen from the Peanuts cartoons where he has all this dust and stuff happening around him. That Just think that's your thought energy. When you are Pigpen <laughs> with your thought energy, do a little bit of a brain dump. Allow yourself to do some free-flowing journaling. If you're anxious about something and you're not sure where to start, just start organizing your thoughts. Begin with that. Put it on paper so that way it can be out of your sphere and you're not holding it into your mind. There are so many ways to really tap into the power of your third eye chakra. And I hope that you enjoy the practices that I've shared with you today, especially Trotica. I hope that you will really give that a go because it's just a great and effective process. And even if you just give yourself five or 10 minutes throughout the day, the effects of that so much longer, it doesn't just end, you know, okay, I get put five minutes in, I'm going to get five minutes out. It's not equal. If you're putting in energy for self-care, you're going to be rewarded from that throughout your day. And also, you're probably going to be a lot more likely to participate in more self-care and be thinking about it and ask yourself, okay, what else can I do that is loving, nourishing, and supportive to my energy field and to me today? How can I be and show up as the best, highest vibrational version of myself? And so those questions begin with just taking a few minutes to get going and get started and to focus on some of that self-care for your energy system. So we talked today, just a recap about some of the different symptoms of your third eye chakra being out of balance with energy headaches and fuzzy thinking and feeling overwhelmed and a million browsers open and chronic overthinking. All of those are some different examples of the uh, third eye chakra being out of balance and causing a lot of stress there. We also talked about just different ways that you can rebalance, give a little bit of care to the third eye chakra, including talking about Trotica and how to incorporate this Hathic Yogic practice into just helping to support your third eye. Thank you so much for listening today. I am so thankful for the positive energy that you have sent out for just being here. And I am sending you positive energy out as well. So love that creation and connection of energy that we're creating today. And I trust 100% that anything that you needed to hear will stick with you and just support you as you keep growing in your awareness and practicing self-love for your energy. So thank you for being here. If this resonated with you, or if you know someone who also needs a little bit more support with their third eye, or maybe they're one of those people who've been walking around thinking that these symptoms are normal, or everybody's like this, right? This this is how we're supposed to be, isn't it? Just remember, sharing is caring. Be sure and pass this on and help others to just focus on rebalancing and remind those around you hey, take a deep breath, get present. Until next week, thankful for each of you and many blessings. The Modern Life and Spirit podcast is for informational purposes only. The information provided is not intended to provide medical, psychological, legal, or financial advice. Information provided is not to diagnose or treat any medical or psychological illness. To read the full disclaimer, see SedonaMedium.com.